Welcome home, y'all. Congratulations. There's the keys you've been waiting for. Go ahead and go inside your beautiful new home. Uh, hey, Sally, I am closing on a house next week. Alyssa has just bought her first home in Athens, Georgia. And as a freelancer, that's not something I thought I'd be able to do. So thanks a bunch. <laughs> it's a pretty big accomplishment for a single woman in her early 30s without a steady income. Especially when you're dealing with not a lot of money, it can be really easy to get stuck in this mindset that's sort of like, I don't have money, I'm not going to have money. <laughs> like, none of this applies to me. So the first person Alyssa wants to thank isn't a supportive partner or generous parent or even a real estate agent or mortgage broker. No, she wants to thank someone named Sally. Hi, my name is Sally Krawcheck, CEO and co-founder of Elevest. And what is Elevest? We're an investing platform for women. An investing platform for women. We all intuitively understand that money is power. Whether it's $200,000 she earns in her life or a million dollars or $500,000 or whatever it is, that is live the life you want money. That is take your hand off my leg money. Welcome to season two of Repeat Customer, an original podcast from Zendesk about great customer experiences, how companies create them and why their super fans love them so much. My name is Mio Edelman, and Zendesk is a customer service and engagement platform. Repeat Customer 2.0 starts on Wall Street 2.0 in the growing world of fintech and robo-advising. You call it robo-advising, I call it digital investing. I mean digital investing. And in Elvest's case, a completely unique digital investment experience designed mainly for women. But why is a separate customer experience for women even necessary? Money's money, right? Your stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, whatever, they all rise and fall based on the market, not your gender. For the most part, robo-advising refers to portfolio management by computer algorithm. I know nothing about money except that I'd like to have way more of it. So I found someone who spends her time researching and writing about robo-advisors and financial services. Hi, my name is Arielle O'Shea. I'm the Investing and Retirement Specialist at NerdWallet. Financial advisors have really long used software like this or similar to this to help manage the money for their clients, right? But robo-advisors were the first services that really brought that software directly to clients. Elvest launched in 2016 with a lot of buzz. For reasons we'll talk about in a moment, Sally Krawcheck is a big deal on Wall Street. She quickly attracted high-profile investors, and the company's assets under management are growing fast. But it was Elvest's woman-focused platform that got the most attention. There are so many customer experience lessons here we're going to get into, but let's start with Sally's story, because her story and the way women relate to it is a central part of the overall Elvest experience. The one point of stress was money. Sally grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. Her parents married young and quickly had a bunch of kids. For a while, cash was tight. The only thing I ever saw my parents fight about, the only thing was money. It was scary for us as kids. So I had a very negative point of view towards money is I better get some of it because I don't want to be in these fights. 
So maybe that's why, years later, after getting a journalism degree from the University of North Carolina, Sally decided a reporter's salary just wasn't going to cut it. Wall Street was paying $31,000, $33,000 a year. What else do you need to know? So she went to work as an investment banking analyst, then a research analyst. But that's where things got crazy. What met me every day, every other day, was a Xerox copy of male genitalia on my desk. And I would walk in, look at it. The guys would all be gathered around to see what the reaction would be. Hearing everybody laugh, I mean, just the deep humiliation driven by the sole fact that I was a woman was horrible. This is a terrible story. It makes me totally cringe. At the same time, it raises a larger question. How could they provide a customer experience oh. for women? If they didn't. It, they didn't. But how could they know their customer? They don't. This is the money industry. Even today, at the senior levels, 86% of financial advisors are men, 90% of mutual fund managers are men, 90% of traders are men, 95% of hedge fund managers are men. How, how do they serve their female clients? Well, they don't. Their clients are overwhelmingly male. This was the late 80s, early 90s, but it sounds like something out of the 1950s. A young Sally Krawcheck had landed in the middle of an old boys club, an exclusive old boys club. But as hard as they tried, one woman they couldn't exclude was Sally. Her research was solid, and if you haven't already noticed, Sally's pretty direct. She was hard to ignore. She ended up running divisions at a bunch of big companies like Citigroup and Merrill Lynch, leading huge teams of brokers, analysts, and wealth management advisors. Okay, so uh, you get the best of these guys, mm -hmm. right? You run. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. <laughs> I mean, good luck at the Xerox guys. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run City. <laughs> Funny what happens when you actually put your head down and work, as opposed to come into the office and harass people. But yes, in that in those positions, <laughs> uh -huh. you're leading large teams of investment advisors. Mm -hmm. Did you think of about female customers at that time? Oh, of course. But it's extremely hard to change. A culture. Now, the question is, why would I have? You know, revenues for the business I was running was $17.5 billion. Bottom line was $2.5 billion. And so you're going to take a business that's that successful and try to completely change it to something that might not be successful. P.S. The thing you would have had to start with would have been changing the brand symbol, which is a bull. Because there's no way you're getting a large female clientele with a bull. So why would you? You wouldn't. No smart business person would. A smart business person might not, but here's what you stand to lose, or rather not gain by making that decision. Depending on who you talk to, female investors represent a $7 to $11 trillion market, and much of that still untapped. That's a different issue. So now you're saying, why aren't banks going after the women's market? And the answer is, I think all of them have. They just haven't been successful. Our solution as an industry has been to change her. Let's give her more financial education. And as I like to say, what's more interesting than financial education? Answers everything, right? So the industry solution is change yourself, lady. Here's a book. Come on back. And she never does. So at City, we had something called Women & Co., which was an initiative around women. Spent a fortune on it. It was a marketing initiative. The term for this in business is called pinkwashing. Take a product and experience traditionally geared to men, slap some female-friendly marketing language on it, and expect women to magically connect with it. 
it didn't work. But Wall Street was making mad money, so, you know, how big a problem could it be? But then something unexpected happened to all of that money. It was the worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. 676 points down. Traders here working the phone say a lot of their customers are freaked out. In 2008, Wall Street was rocked by the subprime meltdown, and the country went into recession. And so I really began to think deeply about what caused this crisis. And everybody talked about leverage and greed, but what nobody talked about was there was just too much groupthink. Think back, we talked earlier, 90% of traders are men, overwhelmingly white men. Homogenous groups overtrust each other, right? Ah, there's also research that says that poor risk-taking correlates with testosterone levels. There's research that shows that homogenous groups, in this case, white gentlemen, show off for each other, right? And not there's not a person listening to this podcast who believes that if the trading floors of Wall Street were 50% female, 50% male, 40, 45% people of color, that the financial crisis would have been worse. This lack of diversity had also created a really narrow customer experience that didn't appeal to not just women, but people of other backgrounds and socioeconomic brackets. And Wall Street was now worse off for it. It's at this point, according to Ariel O'Shea at NerdWallet, that the industry started to undergo a bit of a disruption. Enter RoboAdvisor. The first services to launch were launched around 2008, and then they really broadly launched in 2010. Um, a service called Betterment is largely believed to be the first robo-advisor that really attracted a lot of consumers and investments. And what they did was really make it easier for consumers to access investment advice. So up until this point, you had to pay a human advisor if you wanted advice. Typically, 2.5% on every dollar invested. That adds up. Betterment dropped their fee to just a quarter of 1%. And the other barrier to entry was that you needed, in most cases, around $250,000 or more to obtain the advice from a human because below that amount, it wasn't really worth their time. The fees just weren't high enough. So what robo-advisors really did was change the landscape so that the average consumer can get financial advice for very cheap and for very little money in terms of a minimum investment. I mean, often you can open an account with $1. This was possible because the algorithms could advise thousands, even millions of clients at once which didn't just make it easier for investors battered by the recession to stay in the game, it opened the doors to a whole new demographic that might never have invested at all. At first, a younger, more tech-savvy millennial crowd, but also a more diverse crowd who found it simpler dealing with an algorithm than that exclusive old boys network. I think they were all aiming to be gender neutral, which is not necessarily the best approach for women because of these unique issues that women face, they really, in some cases, may benefit from an advisor who is specifically talking to women, specifically taking into account the barriers that they face to accumulating enough money. This is important because, as we'll hear later, the barrier to a positive customer experience wasn't just a bunch of dismissive male financial advisors. There were some other key things female investors needed but weren't getting. Which is probably why, after she left Merrill Lynch and while looking for the next thing to do, Sally started getting a bunch of similar-sounding suggestions. A number of folks said, Sally, you should start an investing platform for women. And I was that is so offensive. Investing platform for women? Women don't—we don't need our own thing. What do you think we're—and here, here's where I was socialized and all came in. That's so junior varsity. 
you don't think we can keep up with the guys? That's ridiculous. And so my ego got in the way, um, you know, and it took me a while before I sort of had this aha moment. In just a second, Sally Krawcheck's aha moment results in a radical new customer experience for millions of investors and potential investors. But first, if you're as obsessed about great customer experience as I am, new episodes of Repeat Customer post every two weeks. And you can learn more about the podcast at Zendesk.com slash repeat customer. Or you can let me know how you feel about this podcast experience by leaving a review. Please? It gets a little lonely in this recording booth built for one, so it'd be great to hear from you. And if you're a CX professional looking to elevate your company's customer service game, check out Zendesk.com because the best customer experiences are built on Zendesk. Okay, end of plug. Let's go. Around 2011, 2012, between jobs, Sally Krawcheck started researching the idea of an investment service directly aimed at women. She was skeptical at first, but then found some compelling data. Hold on, let me get these numbers right. Two-thirds of women under the age of 40 do not have a financial advisor. Of those that do, two-thirds are unhappy with them. They rank the industry 33 out of 33 of the industries that serve them. When women with their spouse have a financial advisor and their spouse tends to die first, if you're in a heterosexual relationship, the woman lives six to eight years longer than the men. In the year after her spouse's death, the woman leaves that financial advisor at a rate of 80 to 90% because he never spoke to me for all these years because when I asked questions, I didn't get the answer because they had an option strategy that I never understood. Media then plays back to us, tells us as women that we are dumb with money. Oh, you've got to be frigging kidding me. And P.S., the way parents talk to their kids about money, they tend to talk to their sons about growing wealth and making money, and they tend to talk to their daughters about saving money. Sally also discovered the financial reality for the average woman, and it had to do with her longer lifespan. The retirement savings crisis in this country is a female crisis. 80% of women die single. If there's not enough money, you guys are dead, right? You're fine. Well, how do you solve this? Wait a minute. Women don't invest as much as men do. It cost a woman making $85,000 a year a million dollars over the course of her life. By not investing. By not investing as much as the men do. And why aren't they investing? Or why, well, weren't, they, why weren't they investing? If you leave here and you take all this podcasting equipment and you head on over to a Morgan Stanley or a Merrill Lynch office, they will tell you with confidence that women are too risk averse. And you're nodding because we've all heard it. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And, and women need more financial education. You know, there's a lot, there are a lot of reasons, all of which are the women's fault, none of which is introspective as to, huh, maybe she's not risk averse. Maybe she doesn't want to take on risk she doesn't understand. It's not exactly a risk I understand either, though. That's exactly right. Men are, don't have more financial education than women, maybe by a few points. The gender difference on average, is that men will invest anyway. Sally found a bunch of stuff ignored by other financial institutions, traditional or digital, things that could make for a better customer experience for female investors. My first thought was, well, I'm not an entrepreneur. I don't, that's not what I do. But she did have incredible connections. Other CEOs at other banking and investment firms. So she pitched the idea to them. By this point, Sally was a big name on Wall Street, a name you couldn't ignore. 
you know, here's the underinvesting. And it's not that they don't have money. Look, it's $7 trillion of investable assets, and we're going to inherit 60% of the $40 trillion wealth transfers, and 90% of us manage our money on our own at some point in our lives, and blah, 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 blah. I will never forget this guy. He's like, that is, that is so interesting, Sally. And then he looks off in the distance for an uncomfortably long period of time. And obviously that's what big brains do when they, they are thinking. <laughs> and he turns back to me and he says, but don't their husbands manage their money for them? I laughed. Okay, she laughed. But what now? I don't even know that I can solve this problem. It may be unsolvable to get women interested in investing. But if I don't do it, shame on me. After winning a personal battle against a room full of sexist guys at that old analyst job, Sally was going to take on Wall Street again. But this time, it was a fight for thousands of female investors, a chance for them to make some of that live-the-life-you-want money, that take-your-hand-off-my-leg money, that money-is-power money. So in 2016, Elvest launched with a customer experience never seen before on Wall Street. You create an account like any other site with an email address and password. You then tell them a bit about yourself, you know, age, education, career, salary, how much money you have. Pretty standard stuff so far. But then you're asked to choose from some life goals. So what they were getting before is the opportunity to earn more money and to earn more money by winning at the game of investing. LFS is completely different. It is not a game. The end goal is achieving your financial goals, whatever they are. One we think of often, a very happy, badass, fantastic retirement. Buying a home, having a baby, starting a business, a trip around the world. That's what motivates women to invest. Not, I bought this ETF versus this mutual fund. LVEST isn't the only company that has clients choose life goals, but their goals are structured around women's lives. Same for the advice that's included with those options. That info helps you choose target amounts for each goal and timelines for reaching them. Then the algorithm crunches your data and tells you how much to throw into each goal bucket. It also gives you a realistic percentage-based breakdown of the achievability of your goals, taking into account different market scenarios. My business is called Hint of Mint Designs, and it's a hand lettering and design company that I run with my younger sister. Mary Elizabeth Entwistle works in fundraising at Sally's alma mater, the University of North Carolina, but she also operates a small business. I don't know if this would be a formal business per se. It would have just continued to be a hobby. But having resources like Elevest and other, seeing other strong women in business has helped us grow from a place where we were just doing this for fun. I was kind of surprised by the amount of women who have these side hustles, but apparently that's pretty common. We use a very powerful algorithm, the only one that's gender aware. And this is how a gender aware customer experience works. The really interesting thing they do in that is they take into account the fact that women will live longer and so they need their retirement savings to last longer and typically won't see as much of a salary growth as their male counterparts will. And they take that into consideration when making their calculations for planning for retirement, which I don't think any other platform does. Ariel O'Shea from NerdWallet pointed out some other cool features. They are doing things for women that are specifically helpful. So they take into account that women's salaries peak earlier than men, and so they recommend a higher savings rate in general early on. 
the average woman's earning potential maxes out in her 40s, while a man's does in his 60s. Besides suggesting more savings to allow for the gender wage gap, Elvest also tackles it head on. They offer this career counseling with their premium service. So this is the first robo-advisor that I've ever seen who is actually taking steps to help their clients earn more money at work, not just invest their money. So they're really maximizing their potential, which I think is really important, especially for women when, you know, our salaries are often 80% of what men earn. Financial disparity. The established, well-documented financial disparity and occasional instability that women deal with, like, you know, taking time away to have children, is baked into the LVEST algorithm. The one other thing that I really appreciate about LVEST is that they have an emergency fund goal, which is basically a cash allocation, and they don't charge their management fee on that goal. LVEST has also discovered that women are more likely to go for something called impact investing portfolios that are socially conscious. And what Elvest does is orient their impact portfolios around causes that support women. And throughout this whole experience, the language and the interface are simple and understandable. So most robo-advisors will, to some extent, help you plan for goals. But what Elvest does is really allow you to identify specific goals and then help show you what sort of trade-offs you might need to make to meet those goals. We send her an email, Susie, you're off track. In order to get back on track to take the trip around the world, you need to deposit another $100. You need to up your recurring deposit by X amount or you need to take your trip six months later. And she can think about how much more approachable and graspable that is than ah, your portfolio is down 3%. Like, what do I do with that? Like, what does that mean? LFS is the only one. You can still retire on time. Okay. So back to my original question. Why is a woman-focused investing platform necessary? I think we answered that by studying LFS customer experience. Lessons we'll recap in a moment. Before that, though, what about the future of robo-advising? What happens when all of those investment accounts grow and people's financial needs spread into other areas? What we've seen over the last couple of years is that robo-advisors have been adding more services so that they can be more of a holistic one-stop shop for consumers. This may include things like bank accounts, portfolio lines of credit, insurance. The complexity in your financial situation goes up the more money that you have in a lot of cases. And what that means is that a sort of one-size-fits-all or one-size-fits-most computer algorithm may not meet your needs. But a human advisor could really take a look at your situation and offer you holistic advice. So human advisors are now being offered by most robo-advisors. I think there's a false argument that the fintech and the banking and the investing industry love to have about technology versus people. There is no financial advisor out there who's not using technology today. And there's no technology firm that's not using people today. Within Elevest, we've got a digital offering um, that has a very light human interface if you want it. Growing up in South Carolina, Sally started worrying about money at a very young age. Then she moved to New York and conquered Wall Street, and now she's helping other women get some of that money, and hopefully some peace of mind. Is it possible to stop worrying about money? My opinion doesn't matter. It's what the research tells us. And the research tells us that even wealthy women have bag lady syndrome. Again, we've been socialized in a way that women who make hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars, their number one worry is they're going to die penniless. 
But I'm guessing if you have to worry, it's better to worry about money with at least some of it socked away in the bank, right? The customer experience at Alvest holds many lessons for other financial institutions and even other industries. Like, I don't know, don't ignore half of the population, consider the specific needs of large demographics, don't talk over their heads, don't try to change them to suit your business, hire a diverse workforce that a majority of customers can identify with, and establish an authentic relationship between your customers and a kick-ass founder or CEO. Like, how many heads of banks or investment firms do you really ever get to know and want to hang with? Oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. I love Sally. Um, I would say thank you for everything that you have done to invest in women and encourage other women to invest in women. What's amazing is by overlooking the needs of women, both traditional and startup investment companies were leaving trillions of dollars on the table. By offering a unique customer experience, Elvest and its clients are gaining a nice slice of that pie. In the next episode of Repeat Customer, we're going to look at something that, at scale, could save trillions of dollars for the U.S. economy. A bunch of medical startups are disrupting the healthcare system by optimizing the patient's customer experience. Have you ever even considered yourself a customer deserving of a pleasant experience in a doctor's office? Well, that's coming up next time. Thanks for listening.